Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Hey everyone, we are back. Oh, uh, you must have missed our lovely voices. So, uh, welcome back to our first episode of the second season of the Unchecked Podcast. We're super excited to be back. I, there's so much to catch up on, um, and we thought it so relevant to have our first episode of the season to talk about apartment hunting because I've just recently been through that. Yes, we both make some big girl moves and we move into the city. Well, we'll tell you the details. Yeah, so for today's episode, we're just going to talk about a few things. Um, number one, finding an apartment in the city, right? Whether it's U.S. or in France, what we look for, what it's like dealing with brokers, <sighs> Heads up, it's a shit show. Uh, apartment hunting experiences, and then things you just don't really know until you live by yourself. So, Rosa, start us off. What do you look for when you want Base. to find an apartment? <laughs> you know, because we live in big cities. I live in Paris. Emily lives in New York. And I have lived in a room. I have lived in really tiny apartments. I mean, remember in, in New York, my second apartment was tiny as hell. And I really like looking for space, location. It has to be close to the metro because I don't want to like come back home at 11 a.m. or like midnight and be scared, you know, to get home. So I'm close to the metro. And also like lighting, I really want to have like a lot of windows mm. and like to get some sun in there for my pants. So that's definitely important to me. Mm-hmm. And also like obviously price because, you know, I'm poor. So it needs to be a, inside a certain, <sighs> uh, what's it called, a certain category. And just, I've, and then besides that, like honestly, I don't really care. Like I don't really cook or anything. So like, I don't really care about what he has inside <laughs> because I know he's going to be outside everywhere. So I mean, and just now, like, I mean, it's for me, I'm moving, I'm going to, I have a one bedroom apartment and I had a one bedroom apartment for a very long time, but now I'm going to have a two bedroom apartment. And that's why I wanted another room to like, and have like host people and like put my little um, desk so I can work from there and stuff like that. What about you, Emily? Yeah. Also, we're going to talk about Rose's new apartment a little bit later because that's also exciting news. But I think it's also very similar for me three main things essentially it needs number one to have lots of light so the new apartment i'm in right now has four windows in the living room which is amazing ideally i was looking for apartments that were south facing so the the sun comes in but right now i have a north facing apartment and actually it's not bad at all because i have so many windows there's obviously just like light streaming in number two i am very sensitive to noise so ideally in a neighborhood that's not too uh really loud making sure my neighbors are are not children or like pets i think honestly that's kind of a look of the draw if you go into apartment viewing and you can ask the landlord that many questions but you really won't know until you start living in the apartment so i think i really got lucky and then number three being like to your point very convenient to metro so my the f train stop is only six minutes away which is great because if i come back at like midnight or 1 1 a.m it's like i feel safe I mean, granted, it's kind of dangerous in New York City, 
Not that it hasn't been, but it's a little bit worse now. So I always have my pepper spray with me for that six minute walk. But so I guess it's like we could talk about how many apartments have we gotten? What type of apartments were they? And then how did that apartment search look like? I know, Rosa, you could start us off because I know you have quite a few few experiences. Well, like, I guess I will spread it out. For New York, it was very easy at the first time because I already knew from Christine, our mutual friend, I already knew a couple of people. So I literally just like joined their like apartment that they're already like setting up. And Lucky I just you. really wanted to be like close to work and it, it worked out because we were in the Lower East Side. So I was like 20 minute bike from my work. And now here in Paris, at first, when I was looking for an apartment by myself, when I first moved here, I wanted to be in a really nice neighborhood, even if it was tiny apartment, just because of the safety, because I'd never lived in Paris mm. before. So I just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to get a really nice apartment in Le Marais. It was a beautiful building. I literally had like, you know, the upper like servant quarters that are 11 square meters, like super tiny. And I share a bathroom. Can you translate? Can you translate that I have to no idea. Stupid Americans. Yeah, but, uh, uh, <laughs> but like I literally share a bathroom with other people. So it was so it oh. wasn't like super hard to find because, you know, it's like a tiny apartment. But now... Was it yeah, a studio? It was, it, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a studio, but it has everything else. But it was so tiny, you know, it was like. And mm. then now, like, was we found an apartment with Jocelyn. We were looking for one that was like close to Paris because it's the best city in the world for me besides New York. And then like we were looking for something that was close to obviously the metro and all that stuff. But also like uh, it's 118 feet, actually, 11 square meters. So now, so right now okay. we live on 35 square meters, which is 376 square foot. Oh, that's bi- that's pretty big. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. we're going to move to something that is like 68 square feet or something like that without counting the balcony, which is like 731 square foot. So we want a space. Nice. Honestly, here is, I think it's easier because you just like go online, like call someone, set up a meeting. And then they showed you the apartment and they're very upfront with everything, you know, because especially here in Paris, like the apartments sell themselves. So they don't really need to like kind of like convince you. <laughs> so they don't care. They're like, OK, this is what it is, oh. you know, so take it or leave it kind of thing. Right. All the places that we looked for had a balcony because after the pandemic, I, I really need to have like an outer place so mm-hmm. I can like sunbathe or something like see outside. You know, I mm-hmm. really needed a balcony. So all the places had a balcony mm-hmm. and like me, I wanted to be near a park. So we're also near a park now just so I can go down. And even if like I am so like bored i don't want to like run like an actual like long distance i can just run around loops around the park so i can get my workout done so that was like a couple of things that i wanted like for me it's all about location 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 so yeah yeah i guess like so i'm assuming your broker experience is actually pretty good like not sketchy either or they like answered in time and then they just showed you the apartment if you wanted it yeah you have it essentially it wasn't like competitive no, or anything not at all. i mean because it's weird because like in the united states you know you have one broker sometimes and they show you a bunch of different apartments and they're really invested like they kind of feel pressure you a little bit to like find one because that's like where their money comes from right but yeah. here it's like the person has this apartment that that is showing so people call and like this uh 
this apartment is only shown by this broker. So they don't ha they know that this right. place is gonna like, you know, sell. They don't care. Like eventually yeah. they're gonna find someone that's gonna pay the price. Oh yeah. And then I, I'm just asking all these questions because I just went through the process. You had to sign a lease agreement, I'm assuming, and that was pretty smooth. You just like read over the contract, it looked good and you just yeah. ended But over. like I mean, right now I was talking more about buying because like renting is actually harder. Mm. Um because here there's a lot of strong like tenant laws, which is great, but at the same time it make they make it a little bit harder for you to rent a place. They wanna make sure that like, you know, like to rent in Paris is insane. Like for example, I went to a really nice apartment that I wanted for one person. I was so shocked that two people lived there because I was like, damn I do not want to be that close to my boyfriend. But it was just me. Like, at that time, yeah. it was just me. And it was an open house. And there were literally 20 people there. And we were all giving a paper. Oh and God. we were all wanting this apartment. It was It's cut to go, you know? Okay, so it's very similar to New yeah, York, for, essentially. for renting, is insane. Like, because, like, I mean... Honestly, like just the the stats that I was looking at, it's like I mean, for the because of the fact that like you know we get married less and stuff like that, we do not we do not buy houses as much as other people. You know, I was what like I was reading this Bloomberg article that says like at age thirty, which is why I am right now, forty two percent of millennials mm -hmm. own homes compared to like Gen Z that had forty eight percent and the baby boomers had fifty one percent. So like we're looking at like a generation of renters. I mean, and it has a lot. Two, yeah. two different things like obviously like it's easier to buy with a two-income household which is like now what Jocelyn and I are you know yeah I mean inflation not rising wages all the shit that's going on it's definitely very much harder to buy I mean, a house to me since then like for example like a lot of my friends I mean in New York I would say like almost all my friends are their parents are immigrants mm -hmm. and they you know struggle and they some of them didn't have an education but most managed to buy a house right mm -hmm. and it's crazy that like we lived in this country where most of us born here Educated. we went to college we did everything right and we still cannot buy a house just because we live in a different like timeline you know we're like now that it's almost impossible to buy a house mm -hmm. yeah I think it's also depending like, at least for me I think it's like figuring out if I what we when I do I have a partner, it's like do I want to stay in New York City, which is another thing. And if not, where are there more affordable places but to where live? Where would you want to live? I don't know Denver, like, Colorado. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Me and my friend were just talking I about. No, idea. I have no idea what's in Denver. Um, maybe like somewhere out of the city. I think it's just like buying in the city is just way too expensive. Like I'll look either upstate you or know, somewhere just like that. Just and I thought about it, like getting out of the city. But I was like, I mean, it's funny because my. I had a conversation with my uncle not long ago and he was like oh well but you're I was telling him about like he's very on the right of things and he was like well like your cousin was able to buy uh, an apartment so I don't think it's that hard and I was just like yeah but she bought an apartment in like Sarasota like who the <laughs> fuck wants to live there like I mean no offense like if you like I guess it just depends on the person yeah it know? does like if you if you want to buy a big ass house in the middle of nowhere good for you mm -hmm. you know but i'm not those people i need culture you know i grew up in florida where there's literally no museums <laughs> like i need to be here in paris <laughs> i also think yeah i all it's also like the stage of the life you're in too i feel like by that time the by the time i buy a house i might like want children like actually want space don't really care much yeah, about see, life. children is different 
We'll see about that. Yeah. But it's just, it's just like different. Yeah, it's like a different stage in life where I'm at. I don't at think that time. I'm ever going to be that way. Like, what am I going to do? Go yeah, home. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to have children. So that changes things. Right. But it's like, what yeah, am I going to do? Different. Go home and stare at the wall? Like, I can read. <laughs> like, I can read at home and play video games. But besides that, what else am I going to do at home? It, the Desperate Housewives of what? Saratoga? Was that was the place that your friend bought a house in? <laughs> My cousin, it was Sarasota. But like, uh, oh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. buy anything in Florida anyway. In 50 years, it's going to be underwater, so... Oh my god, you're so right. Um, anyway, yeah, so I could tell about my experiences real quick, too. Um, as a lot of people already know, I was looking for an apartment in the city. Um, originally, I was supposed to get one with my best friend, but something happened. So I ended up just finding a place on my own. And honestly, it's so stressful apartment hunting in New York City. I, I mean, like brokers, they do get back to you, but you'll be surprised at the the type of studios and one bedrooms that they show you. Like they're like the pictures are always lying. So I, I usually go on street easy. The pictures are always lying. And when you go in, it's like, oh my God, the walls are so dirty. What the hell is this bathroom? A half, um, a half um, refrigerator. Like, what the hell is a half refrigerator? It's also insane. Like, especially if you look in the city, you you're paying literally what like two thousand dollars for a shoebox. <laughs> Amen. That's pretty much it. Oh my god! So it was like it was it was pretty stressful. So when me and my friend looked, it was like a little bit stressful. We did like two viewings like two day viewings and each day we saw at least like five to six apartments and then ironically for me after i started looking for my own place i only saw two places and the second place i locked down which you know it's honestly pretty quick but i was like really i really wanted to like get out of my parents place and get my own place uh but a few things happened which i'm gonna quickly recap because june was just like a shit show slash nightmare for me what the broker that i got not gonna name his name. Name him. <laughs> the Shame. Shame. <laughs> um, he's the worst broker ever. The worst. I'm gonna call him TF. That's his initials. So TF was the worst because I essentially got gaslighted the entire time I was trying to get this apartment. Meaning, I saw this apartment. It was so beautiful. I was like, okay. Like I asked TF, like, hey, what can I do to lock it down? And then he was like, hey, how about you just think about it for a few hours, look at the neighborhood before you tell me yes. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a good sign because he's at like brokers usually just like close the deal and everything's fine, mm-hmm. right? But he was like, take your time. So I take my time. I still love the neighborhood. I emailed him like, hey, I really want the apartment. Let me know what you need me to do. The next day. He sends me the leasing materials, leasing agreement. So I had to go through this online site to really call, like, verify my credit, which made me connect to like multiple bank accounts, which I've never done before. But I, I really wanted the apartment, so I just did it. Um, so I, I did that application process, and I sent an email to him because I actually had two questions. So number one, I actually found out that this apartment was in the market for two months. So it, got, it was in the park for two months, got delisted, and then relisted again for five days. So when I saw the apartment, I only thought it was on the market for five days, but it's actually for two and a half months oh. already. So I was just like, what's with that? You know, it just seems sketchy, yes, right? Definitely. I, I, I talked to my co- uh, my cousin about it and she said, oh, it's COVID. So sometimes like the, they just don't sell because it's just a bad time for everyone. Uh, but I just wanted to ask. And then number two, he also sent me the lease. And I also had questions about the lease because when we were talking, he said that the landlord will cover you know, um, 
was a heat and like gas and several things. But in the lease agreement, it said that the tenant will have to cover everything. So obviously I wanted to get that change. So I told him those two things. And this is what TF sent me. He's like, oh, Emily, like, I just want to let you know, like, it, it just didn't, um, it got relisted because we changed the landlord. Um, and it just wasn't selling in the market. Like people didn't want it. Fine. The second thing he was like, oh, I just also wanted to let you know, this is a standard lease agreement. Like, this is what the landlord typically gives to all his tenants. We typically don't change them. Last paragraph. We also can see like, Emily, I totally know this is your first time renting. If you really don't want the apartment, no pressure. You don't need it. <laughs> Gaslighting. I was like, okay, wait, TF. Like, literally, I'm just asking you normal questions. And I just really wanted to know. Yeah, I just wanted to know answers. So I think like, because I'm a first time renter, when I, he said all these things, I feel like I was questioning myself because I was like, oh, should I even be asking this? Like, am I going crazy? Should I just sign the agreement and get it over with? Again, I talked to my cousin who's a paralegal and she was like, no, take your time. Like, it's totally fine. Um, so I do, I, I take my time. I read over the contract and I told him I need adjustments. And he literally was like, you know, Emily, it's probably better if you just talk to the, the landlord. Maybe that'll make you feel better. <laughs> so TF was just not doing his job, essentially. He didn't want to deal with it. Also, he was trying to rush me. So this entire time, it happened over the course of two days. And he was literally trying to rush me through the whole process, which is like quite annoying. So I talked to the, I give a call to the landlord. His name is Jay. That's, that's just to give it to example. A uh, complete 180. Jay was so nice. He was like, oh, Emily, I totally understand. I heard from Tony. If you want to like take your time, totally fine. We have no viewings tomorrow. Just take your time. And then she, I told him about the contract. He's like, yeah, sure. Feel free to cross out what you don't want in the contract and countersign it. Literally like a normal human being, you know? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I talked to him. So I do all these things. Co contract and lease is signed. Great. Two things that happened right after that. Number one, they switched my keys up. So I went to Park Slope to pick up my keys, took the wrong keys, had to go back again and pick up a new set, which literally took me three hours of my time. TF called me the other day. He's like, oh, Emily, I just wanted to let you know the leasing office lost your cashier's check. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? You lost my cashier's check? He's like, oh, no, 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 they did. So basically... I lost $2,550 USD because they lost it. And so, I mean, long story short, essentially, like, I can't stop payment on it until 90 days. So I'll probably have to, like, wait 90 days and, the, and then try to get my money back and get it back to them. But I'm like, how can brokers' offices lose that much wait, money? Wait, but you're not responsible for that money. They are, right? It, they are, but it's um, – they are – I don't know, like, honestly, where we ended with that was like, we'll just check back in 90 days, but I still want my money back. So I called the bank and they're like, basically, if there's um, a fraud or someone like took the money, you could submit a fraud report. Or number two, you could just stop payment and just get your money back. So like, just being the good tenant I am, I'm going to like figure it out in 90 days and see what mm -hmm. happens. But like the landlord's not pushing me to like have to pay another 2500 okay, to him. Oh. Yeah, because he's reasonable. But like, yeah, obviously, it's not my fault. Like, they just lost. I that just money. can't believe they did that. Like, that is so incredible yeah. to me. Isn't that insane? And last but not least, during this entire time, I say it was a shit show because someone tried to hack into my Fidelity account, and I thought it was, I thought I was getting scammed. Honestly, when I signed the lease, because I remember how I said I went through like an online application mm -hmm. to fill out and connect all my bank accounts i literally thought i was i got i was getting scammed because someone tried to log in and then then the next week afterwards i s tried to set up gas 
and um, National Grid told me that I was dead. <laughs> oh my god! I gave because I gave them my social security number, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, Emily. It sounds like you're listed as deceased." And so I freaked out because, like, when you like when you're marked as dead, like, there's so it affects your credit. Yeah. Like, it takes years to get it back. I like law. End of story is that like I think there's something happened in the recording uh, or like in their systems because I checked with all the uh, trans Experian, TransUnion, all those credit agencies, and I have a a credit so credit score, which means I'm alive. But like it was just like it literally just kept like one after the other after the other. Like lost the cashier's check, got hacked, thought I was dead. Um, and then like I come into the apartment, like refrigerator is running like super loud and stuff it's just like a lot of things and then i was moving in my mom my parents were stressing me out but hey i have my apartment oh, it's wonderful yeah brokers are the, sh- the worst like fuck them like they're the- literally the worst the worst i like so glad i don't have to talk to tf again my lord my landlord is amazing like amazing like i got so lucky he replaced my fridge and he just gave me a list of people to contact if i need to fix anything he in the should apartment. Neighborhood's great. Yeah, neighborhood's great. Like, I mean, sometimes there's like airplanes flying over, but that's just me being paranoid. Um, yeah. And now I could have my hot girl song. Yeah. Woo! But it was so stressful. To anyone who's trying to find their own apartment, just take your time. Make sure you find the right one. And I think some of it is just luck because honestly, I got so lucky with the right landlord because i feel like they're probably don't even care yeah they don't <laughs> about what happens in your apartment or like are not willing to pay but like luckily mine is well but that's i mean honestly good for you for persevering you know because a lot of people would have just been like i mean you can stay home to throw your hands up in the air and be like fuck it i will try next year you know yeah but good for you yeah. for keeping like the good fight and like going for it Thank you. I, it's ironic because my so my best friend who I was supposed to move in with, she's like Emily. I'm pretty sure after after this, you're probably gonna get your own apartment in a in a week, and that, is, that essentially happened. Like after we talked, I found it in a week, and then I moved in like the week afterwards. So it t- it took a month for me to actually settle down, but I'm officially like oh my, my god, own. look at you! Like what is the song? Like uh, small girl, big world. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So tell us, how does it feel to live by yourself? Yeah, I think I think I'm so, you know, I used to think I'm an introvert, but honestly, I think I am actually an extrovert. Like I live and feed off of energy from people. So being by myself is sometimes it's just like a little bit lonely. I was also talking to my therapist the other day and I was telling her like, it's so weird because I thought if I moved out, I would be at like a state of happiness that would be higher than I was before. But like when I actually finally settled down, sat in my dining table and just like looked at the, my apartment, I'm like, okay, I feel like, okay. I don't feel like extremely happy about it. You know, I think that's just like life. It's like once you hit, like once you hit a target and you achieve it, then it you're, you're like, oh, what's next for me? Kind of thing. I just um, like that too. Yeah. That's why I'm yeah. working with my therapist too of like not because i always go for the next high just enjoy mm-hmm. it right now you know like try to fall your fall in love with your life you know wake up in the morning and be like okay today i'm gonna have a coffee next to my window you know like try to enamor yourself because it is hard like i think it's so i think it's really hard too because um how do i say i think it was hard for me for to be happy being in this apartment because the whole process was so stressful mm-hmm. so Essentially, I didn't enjoy the apartment process. You know, I, I thought I would or like something came out. But because like there was so much stress behind it, 
now that I'm settled and I've only been settled like a week or so, it's just like I'm trying to come, in, come off of that like anxiety and pressure. Maybe in a few months, I'll be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Live on my own, you know. I love it, but right now it's like okay, like you know, I'm so great, I'm so happy I have my own space. But I just once have to get you used to it. get off with the hot girl summer, but you're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, we'll see about that. Have you had uh? Well, yeah, we live in COVID times. I was gonna say, have you had a housewarming party? But I don't know if that's mm. a good idea. I mean, so. Right now, it's not too bad. I mean, like a lot of, especially for New York City, like most of us are, if not all of us, that are my friends are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Ironically, so in before I moved in, my couch and furniture, everything, I only had my dining table, and I was supposed to hang out with like group of friends. We were supposed to go to Prospect Park, but because it was so hot outside, we actually end up just going over to my place, and so it became like an unofficial housewarming slash like hangout, which was nice because it's the first time I hosted. Um, and then I have a few housewarmings like later this month with a few friends. So that's just, that, I think it's so nice to like, yeah, like I, I care so much about the decoration in my living room because I know it's where I'm going to like host people and like have them come over. And it's always nice to have it's a nice for hostess. I always like imagine myself yeah. as Sophia Loren in her, you know, Tuscany villa, you know, with a nice fluffy hat and some like nice fruit and be like, hello, welcome to my big state sit down oh lounge <laughs> yeah i think i just, i also love hosting people because it's just like i'm inviting them into my space like i'm proud of my space right so i want to show exactly, it off exactly yes exactly yeah and then i also want people to just enjoy themselves so like yeah to your point i like i like i want to be happy so why not be happy at my place <laughs> i might just come in and like live in your couch for a week or two <laughs> Well, I have a full-size bed. You know, I bought it for several reasons. And then I have, like, an air mattress. So feel free to come over anytime, Rosa. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It's so exciting to have a new place. Like, especially, like, the whole, like, decorating process. I like that, too. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, for me, like, the decorating process was the point where I know I'm, like, okay, it's not stressful anymore. Like, everything else is figured out. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the final touches. But I guess, like, what are some things you didn't know when you, like, lived by yourself? Or you're totally your hermit and you... You totally love. Yeah, I guess yourself. I'm a hermit. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not gonna say I. I mean, there were times that I felt like, um, like a little lonely. But I think it's like I always had a, a system that I always lived like close to my friends. Like I like, for example, mm. now, uh, before I lived close to Catherine and my other friendly man. So if I felt like, oh yeah, let me just go and bother these people, and I would go and like be like, yo, what's up, <laughs> you know. So, like, I was never yeah. really, like, I never really felt lonely, per se. I mean, maybe now I do, but it's more because Jocelyn is not here. And in my brain, it's like, oh, Jocelyn is not here. and He should be here, you know? But when I live yeah. by myself, I was like, okay, well, this is the status quo. So, oh, good in the hood. Right, right. Yeah, I think you, yeah, you get I mean, used you to do, it. Like, seriously, like, I mean, honestly, like, walking around naked in my house is literally, like, the biggest experience ever. Like, doing whatever I want, you know? Eating takeout, like, you know, in the middle of, you know, having anyone being right. like, don't put that because that's not it goes in the microwave. I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I wanna die from cancer when I'm 50, so let me just do this, okay? You know, like, I just wanna do whatever I want. Like, I mean, I guess I was different because my, my parents, my mom was very much on top of me, so the minute I got out, it was just like, mm. I'm gonna do whatever I want. I'm gonna take off my bra and go crazy like hallelujah <laughs> you know so yeah i, I, yeah, I, I feel you like i mean more than anything i felt relieved to have my own place to be lucky to be able to make it and have mm-hmm. my own place because it's not an easy feat especially like in a 
big house. I mean, in a in a big city, Nazarazora. <laughs> you know, like uh, it's hard. Like and living on your own, like not knocking on anyone that lives with their parents, because I know life is hard and like you're saving up. But living on your own is a big fucking deal because, like, I feel like you grow up so fast. Yeah, you just kind of, you're like sitting with yourself too. There's no like outside pressure from parents or whatever. You're just literally by yourself all the time. So you think more about what you need to do when. Yeah, literally. Is. Like sometimes I just stare, like I was like stare at the ceiling for like two hours. It's like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> just thinking. But yeah, like, I mean, I really think that you go a lot about like also the responsibility of like, you know, paying things and keeping your room mm -hmm. clean and like all these things that you are mm -hmm. feeding yourself like things that you took for granted that, that magically happened before now you you're in charge you know also you're in charge just to see who enters your space you know you're not gonna have like everybody right. come in and stuff like that you actually care about things you know like mm -hmm. i actually use coasters now on top of my bed oh my god Of course you do. You do what? That's a, that's, that's I know that's, that's, that's you like you would do. Deal, but now it's like this is my two hundred dollar couch. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like I mean, there's something that I. It's sad to say, but I guess I appreciate things more because I bought it. I same. I, I used to be scared of like the fact of cooking because I'm like, oh, I, I don't I haven't cooked before. It's gonna be horrible. But actually, I mean, this is like week one, week two of being at my, my own place but I actually like the process of cooking like it's very like stress relieving or like I realize I, how a non-millennial I am because I love like routine and I love doing chores so like I have my like Saturday cleaning days where like the whole apartment gets cleaned buying groceries doing laundry like I actually enjoy those things it might be not the same for other people but yeah it's just like doing that and then when I cook I also play music in the background so I have my tv on play some like Korean hip-hop lo-fi it's a vibe Hell, yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean I like I mean I think that as we get older we crave more structure and like I mean as much as I'm very yeah, chaotic in the things that I do I do like uh, like I said Like like you said, I like routine and I like waking up and having a coffee in my orange juice and, you know, doing this. And, you know, mm -hmm. yesterday I got mad at Yuslan because he didn't fold the clothes. Like, you know, sometimes I'm like, damn, this is where I am. Wow, that Rosa, that's where, this, wow, that's, you're so different from what I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, sometimes it's like, I just, I just need things to be in their place like you know just for my benefit of like I can, you know I used to be like my mom is insane because she cannot sit down calmly when things are in disorder you know but now I become that way I don't know why yeah. but I think better same I pick it up from my dad I pick it up from my dad too it's just like I see here in the bathroom and I'm like oh no I need it and it was like 1am I saw here in the bathroom I'm like oh my god I need to like like vacuum this and I like vacuumed it a little bit the only I thing slept. that scares me though because you know I watch a lot of true crime is when I go to sleep on my own oh like, god oh my oh thanks that's great Rosa you I used to going. get so scared like what honestly happened? like I make sure that I, put, I make sure that my door is locked and that like I have everything locked uh, uh huh I feel like I'm not too like my neighborhood is actually really safe, so I'm not too scared. So I mean, you don't have to tell me more stories of true crime, but like I thought I would be scared living by myself, but even in the middle of the night when I go into the lane room to do something to like get some water, I feel safe. Like I don't. Are feel you on the first floor or what floor are you? 
I'm on the first. I'm on the first floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say? All true crime no. is on the first floor. No, I wasn't gonna bitch. say. That. I just wondering. What were you gonna say? Why'd you ask? <laughs> I'm just laughing because I was just asking. I'm on the second floor, but in the in, in my in France, it's called the first floor because they don't count. They don't count the, the I first see. floor as the first floor for some reason. I was I, honestly, I was a little bit worried about that because even if in my when my parents' place we're on the first floor, but it's all it's a walk up, right? So burglars or whoever have to like walk up the stairs. But right now where I am, I'm literally like street level. Um, so when I first got the apartment, I saw that they were like what do you call those like railings mm-hmm. on in front of my windows. I did find out later that they're actually just like railings to make sure children don't fall off. But they're like, it, for me, it's kind of like psychological. I just think that they can protect me from burglars. So I'm just going to leave it like that. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, they're not guardrails. Like, I think anyone can easily pull it off. But because they aesthetically look like they can protect you from people, I feel a little bit better that they're on there. No, I was going to say, at my, at my parents' place, we actually literally have like guardrails. You know, the Asian, a lot of Asian households have it. Like, the, the the rails on top of the windows but i don't really have that no i was I just gonna now. say that just to let our listeners know that if you're especially if you're a girl femme it could happen to anyone but just like i am an oversharer it's part of my aspergers like emily knows like i sometimes like i share things that i shouldn't so just always make sure that you don't tell everyone everything you know sometimes like for example someone comes in mm. to fix your fridge and he's like oh do you live by yourself like you don't have to say yes mm. i do you know you you can just be like oh right, right, like right. avoid the question or just be like no i actually live with my boyfriend or something like that you know because sometimes yeah. people ask you these yeah. things to like find out information about you so you have to keep yourself safe mm-hmm. so always yeah oh, that's, smart, that's what Rosa. my mom told me because yeah. sometimes you'd be like yeah i live here with myself i come here at six <laughs> it's like my mom will be like do you want to get robbed <laughs> oh my god that's so true like luckily i mean luckily every time someone came in to help fix anything my parents would always be there so i think like yeah it's also that level of safety but to your point like next time anything gets fixed i'll just probably say yeah i live with i like live with my boyfriend or something just yeah like i mean i I just really think that it's important to watch your back because you never know Mm -hmm. but yeah like (laughs) (laughs) thanks I mean, yeah, it's always good to be careful. And also, like, the good thing about living by yourself is that, like, you can ask people over, like, oh, we're going to go out. If you want, you can stay over my place, you know? So you have someone to mm-hmm. go back if yeah. if it's not, exactly, exactly. not from the opposite sex or the same sex or whatever, you know, whatever for your both. <laughs> well, this is it for our first podcast of their second season. We're really excited to be back. You'll get a lot of updates from our new ventures as Emily goes out. Emily, New York, but not the wash out, white wash version, the actual like cool version. And I will tell you about my life as a homeowner. We'll see how this works with my 25 year mortgage. Oh my God. Hey, man, you got making big moves. Like, you know, progressing little by little. Before first season, now second season, going hard, getting our big girl (laughs) pants on. Oh my God. Accomplishing those. So, talk to you soon. Okay, see you everyone. Bye. Bye.